We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. to another episode of What the World Needs More Of. I'm your host, Jarek Robbins, and I'm joined by a very special guest, someone I've known for a handful of years now, who gives the best hugs in the world. I was telling him as we jumped on before this recording that I, I miss his hugs. They're one of my favorite things I used to get from time to time when we meet up around the world. Uh, Mr. Kermit Miller, thank you, sir, for joining us. I'm, I'm happy to be here, Jarek. Well, we're excited to have you. So we're going to jump right in for the question of the show, which is what do you feel the world needs more of? Well, you know, I've been actually contemplating this for a couple of days now, you know, and some of the things I thought of was civility. You know, we've become a, a society of really uh, being uncivil to each other. And uh, then I thought about respect we need more respect for others and what they're going through in their life and their hopes and dreams. Uh, I thought about honesty and morals and ethics. I thought about integrity, you know, being yourself, following through. I thought about discipline, you know, uh, having self-discipline to do things and do it right, you know, and do your job for your employer, be a good boss and things like that. And I thought about patience as I get, the finger when I'm driving as an older guy now, I don't go as fast, so I've had more people that I'm in their way. Um, self-respect came into mind and encouragement. But uh, finally, I came back to love and compassion because I listened to your podcast and I kind of felt that was kind of the center of what you talk about. And I'll share this little story with you. But it was back in the 80s when we went through the farm crisis, uh, we were going through divorce as well and losing our farm. And I was quite angry with the bankers and the attorneys and all of these people. And so when I was uh, kind of having these little times of self-pity, I would tell the Lord, when I die, I want to be put in charge of lightning. Kind of like Sheldon, you know, on the Big Bang Theory, when his flash costume, I could show up and give these guys a blast <laughs> at the most inopportune times, you know. <laughs> um, but then one day I thought, you know what, there's more people in the world that I love and care about. And if I show up with my flash costume and my bolt of lightning, I'm going to look pretty stupid. So I guess in all, it comes back to love and compassion. I really think that's what the world needs more of. So, huh. Yeah. Right. So, so here's a question. How do you bring that more into life each day in the way you go about Well, I think I try to be more patient and have more empathy and uh, appreciative 
of the people I interact with, whether they're a clerk or, uh, you know, in a fast food place or service, you know, in restaurants and the clerks in stores and shops, the people I interact with and do business with. Um, we still do insurance and real estate and, and, uh, I try to make those people feel appreciative of the help they give me and the service. Hmm. Um, and as an employer, you know, I've always, um, got right in there. I never asked anybody to do a job I wouldn't do and the dirtiest jobs I would tend to do with them. Um, and then I kind of followed what my dad taught me, you know, he said, uh, um, sometimes a simple, sincere thank you and appreciation, you know, genuine appreciation is sometimes worth more than money, you know, to an employee. So. It's true. Yeah. I was doing some research and taking a new course uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And it was so interesting. She was teaching us in, in corporate values. So often the owners think the employees want to get paid more, but in actuality, when they check the box that says they'd like em more employee recognition, what that means is not a gold watch and not a fancy vacation, but just people who stop, look you in the eyes and say, hey, thank you so much for taking time to do that. I really appreciate it. And that little employee recognition for what they're actually doing in the moment means the world to people. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think the yeah. world does need more, more of that and more love and compassion in all that we do. Mm -hmm. So I've had them Pat on the back. I've had a privilege of knowing you for a few years now, and I'd love to share with you with the world and, and ask, what do you feel your wow factor is and what makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the life moments that help shape it? Well, that's a huge, uh, <laughs> huge, huge uh, uh, question. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think my wow factor is really probably to realize that life isn't always uh, peaches and cream and it goes smooth for everyone. And I think it's realizing that other people have their issues, you know, their problems, um, and they're trying to work through their lives as well. Um, you know, I grew up with parents that were born around the 1900s, and morals and ethics were very important to my parents. And, uh, you know, we were taught that your reputation was more value than money and position. You know, uh, you know, it's not what, what you think your reputation isn't what you think of yourself. It's what other people see in you and respect you for. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, parents, my parents died when I was, uh, 18 when my mom passed away I was 24 when my dad passed away and uh, my sisters were very big influence in my life and my older brother mm. uh, they helped shape a lot of my early attitudes and things um, some interesting things you know when you talk about what maybe what your wow factor is I think it might, it might be developing um adaptability and uh, as my daughter said tenacity uh, or perseverance to keep on going uh, when things are whether they're good or bad and sometimes it's more important to be able to uh, understand the problems that come at you 
are really not unsolvable, but they they come at you as something to if you can look at it as something to be solved as you can if you can come into that problem and say look if this was happening to my son or my daughter what would be the advice that I would give them how would I tackle this and if you can pull yourself out of the pain and the suffering of the moment and look at it as a problem solver uh, you can work through things much better. Hmm. Um, That's so true. Yeah. That's so very true. It, it's amazing when you get a different perspective on the same problem, uh, especially for some reason when we look at if someone else was facing it, oh, shoot, I would just do X, Y, and Z. But when we're facing it ourselves, X, Y, and Z seems so distant in that moment because <laughs> we're so stuck in the moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so, so very true. Out of all these years, what's been your most uh, humbling moment, a moment that has made you feel incredibly humble along the journey? When you asked me to be a part of your podcast, <laughs> I don't, really, wow! Um, I actually thought about there's there's a couple of things uh, there. One is uh, most recently, uh, my 14 year old grandson and his 11 uh, year old brother were practicing their golf swings and so forth, and and. Uh, the littlest brother is smaller statured, uh, thank heavens. But as he was taking a swing at his uh, ball, he came around and he caught the older brother right above the eye Oof. and slid his forehead open. And we didn't know it at the time, but it, it crushed his skull. And so when they got him to the emergency room, they immediately took him to the children's hospital in Iowa City and did surgery. And they had to cut him from ear to ear over the top of his head and peel that forward so they could operate and uh, clean that the bone fragments out and so forth and and then uh, put a plate in and I got to the hospital a couple of days later a little of the swelling had gone down you know Ryan could see out of his eyes a little bit but the inspiring moment came when the when their pastor came in to pray with him and he asked Ryan, you know, what he would like him to pray for. And without hesitation, my little brother. So even through all that pain, he was concerned about his little brother and how he was doing. Uh -huh. And that really inspired me as, uh, wow, what a boy, you know. Uh -huh. so, yeah. so, so selfless, even in that moment of pain. Yeah. I just think that people that can... Uh, help others even when they have their own problems. That's inspiring. That is inspiring. I, it was interesting. We did an interview with a couple whose wife had just gone through her second double lung transplant. Mm. And, and you know, they crack her open and cut her down the middle and pull both lungs out and put new ones in and then pray and hope that they work. And he said the, the most awe-inspiring moment he had was seeing her smile when she was scrambling with her fingers to try to point to words after, because she couldn't talk after the surgery, but she was pointing, and she had the biggest smile on her face. And uh, the the first thing she said is, I can breathe. <laughs> and they were crying, <laughs> just going, yeah, it's working. And the second thing she said was right when the other doctor was walking in the room, she was scrambling to write a message, and it just said, you know, thank you for believing in me when no one else would. And thank you for working on me and saving my life when everyone else said there was no hope. And I was like, oh, wow. 
and and you know like your your grandson someone who's thinking about everyone else in the room even when they're the one in the hardest situation of the moment what what mm-hmm. a beautiful place to be able to live mm-hmm. that is yeah. a, that that's a moment what what about an awe-inspiring moment a moment that left your jaw on the ground wow <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of a lot of little ones, you know, when people do something for someone and it's unappreciated, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it, it might... This is a little deeper and maybe not where you'd expect to go, but I, I'm thinking of our community. An uninspiring moment is when they, after 20 years of uh, tolerating, you know, illegal people working here, and they'd settled down and our community was growing and thriving, you know, with the diversity of the different, you know, nationalities. At one point, we had 26 different nationalities here in our little town of 2,200 people. And then the government came in and raided us and took almost a thousand people mm. out of the, well, no, that's wrong. Out of a thousand, they took about 500 uh, people and uh, left the kids in, in the school. I mean, they, they took the adults and they were gone. Nobody gave a hoot about the children. Mm. And so the community had to rise up and take care of the kids. But that was pretty uninspiring to me. You know, I watched the, the, the police show up with their buses and their dogs and helicopters overhead. Uh, yeah, I was uninspired. Wow. I thought it could have been so many better ways. Yeah. You know, that one yeah. feels like it would take the wind right out of the community. It did. We, we, it's been 10 years now. Uh, we just got our first new house being built now after 12 years. We built the last spec house in our little town, um, 12 years ago. And uh, so we're really not recovering, but we're just marking time. It's hard to watch the rest of the communities around us thrive, and we're just poking along. So, hmm. yeah. Hmm. What What about the opposite? So an uninspiring moment? What about an awe-inspiring moment, one that was beautiful and, and lifted you right back up? I think... That's a tough one too. Uh, there's, there's a for me going back and it's, it's almost uh, fits into the humbling one too. Uh, was I was caught in a farm accident thirty years ago, and uh, you know we had crops in the field and so forth, and and uh, one of the uh, community leaders, a man I had a huge respect for, uh, organized a harvesting bee. And neighbors and community people came and helped harvest our our field and fill our silos. And uh, there was people I didn't know showed up. And I was inspired by the love of, of a small community. And, you know, it was uh, it was amazing, you know. And uh, we recently did this uh, similar thing. Uh, other people were involved, but I have a nephew that's fighting cancer, and uh, 
they had a harvesting bee last fall. And so that inspires me when people come together and help people when they need it, you know, whether they knew them close or not, or, you know, just because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. That inspires me too. It's beautiful when people come from far and wide and in all circumstances too. Sometimes in those situations, you'll see people show up who you know are going through a tough time themselves. Um, but it, it it's such a beautiful gift that they still show up to give. And I, I think even when you're going through the toughest times yourself, for some reason, when you reach out and just try to help someone else, it reminds you how much you really have. And, and if you have enough to share with someone else, it makes you feel abundant no matter how tough the time currently is, uh, which, mm-hmm. is which is a beautiful feeling. Here's yes, a, it is. Here's a twist. What's your greatest fear? Oh. To be really, truly honest, uh, next to losing a child or a grandchild, or you don't have them suffer some debilitating disease, uh, for myself, it's actually, you know, suffering a stroke or becoming dependent on others to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I I just want to pull my own sled right up to the end. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what it is. Uh. You know, I, I joke with my kids, you know, my main goal in life, Jerry, is to live long enough to become a problem to them. <laughs> and <laughs> one day I'm telling that to one of my neighbors and, and my son pipes up and says, <clears throat> you're already a problem, dad. <laughs> Achieved. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was certainly yeah. sweet of him to share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really lucky. I have, I have a great relationship with my kids, and uh, I just I treasure that. Uh, something I'd like to share about raising children. You know, when you talk about love, you know, and, and I think that's you know again your theory. You know, children will. I'm a firm believer that children will rise up, or they'll live up to or down to what you tell them. If you brag your kids up and tell them they're great kids, you know, you can, they're the best, you know, you can see that sparkle in their eye. And my grandkids, you know, I, I'm amazed that I can tell them they're the best little boy or girl every time they come. And every time you can just feel them respond positively to that. Uh, to me, that's the most heartwarming thing a grandfather can do or a parent or a friend, honestly. Uh, but if you tell somebody they're bad and they're, you know, every day they're going to be bad, uh, the same way with employees, uh, I always try to make the people around me feel appreciated and, uh, and that they're, uh, you know, that their efforts are recognized. And I think it helps them be, be a better clerk or a better employee or a better friend. You know, if, you know, nobody wants to be around or somebody that, criticize them all the time that's true it's it's one of the downfalls of relationships is criticism Um, oh yes versus appreciation and respect are are one of the builders and so is understanding and and acknowledgement it's amazing little little things make such a big difference in the world around us in in all relationships friendships business relationships intimate relationships yep here's a little here a little humor on that mode. When Lana came uh, here, she immigrated from 
uh, Kazakhstan. And uh, she and her friends uh, would uh, paint apartments for me and clean houses, rental houses and things. And so one day I asked the girls if they would bring some flowers and plant, you know, in the yard. And so Lana brought over five tulip plants and she planted them straight out from the back porch on the lawn, right in the grass without any tilling of the soil or whatever. So I get home and I look at that and I think, wow, look at that. <laughs> well, okay. But then when she came back, she asked how, if I liked the flowers. And I said, oh yes, you did a great job. You know, I mean, and uh, so probably 10 years later after we got married, we're sitting on the back porch one evening and drinking a glass of wine and admiring her garden because she's developed a great skill in gardening for a girl that never mowed lawn, never gardened, never raised flowers. And so I get the proverbial elbow in the ribs. And uh, I said, what's that for? And she says, in her little broken English a little bit, she says, in reality, you're really stupid, Kermit. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> and she reminded me of her planting those flowers. She says, in reality, you know nothing about gardening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... That one kind of came back to haunt me. Yeah. We, yeah. we got to show her a better way. and it'll, it'll, yep. She'll build you up instead of tear you down. Yep. Here's a question. Yeah. What are you most excited about for the future? Oh, wow. Um, I think for me, it, it's a, a better uh, balance of time and work. Uh, being able to take time... Uh, to help my children when they need it, you know, rather than, you know, having to schedule it. I mean, uh, my son was wiring a big hog confinement building and he needed some help and I could just go, you know, and help him. Uh, being able to control my days um, more so. Um, we're developing, you know, like a sixth career in the pavement sealer business. I'm excited about developing that. So, Kind of like Colonel Sanders. I'm just going to keep on going to, you know, as I, I kind of come to the fact outside of the pain, you know, joint pain and, you know, aging things, mentally, I feel good. I I can still plan more than I can get done in a day. But I'm, uh, I'm excited about being able to keep on going. Just with the... Uh, you know, I think aging, you know, 73 years of experience in life, understanding really about what life is about, it, it's not so much about the accumulation of wealth or making the most money. I think it's about being a positive in people's lives. I think it's about enjoying each day. I think it's about uh, being of service. Um, because when you get all done, I mean, and you look back, our garage full of toys or cash in the bank isn't really what it's about. I think it's memories, uh, treasured friendships, uh, good family relationships. Um, I think it's those memories that you leave. And my parents left me wonderful memories, uh, even though they've been gone for over 50 years. I still uh, remember my mom and dad with great fondness and uh, love uh, yeah that's beautiful 
positive in people's lives, being of service, leaving beautiful memories, and having deep relationships with your family and the ones you love. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know you <laughs> when you said uh, introduced me, you know, you said one of the things you remembered were the hugs, and I thought, wow, that's pretty pretty interesting. You know, it wasn't for my wit, it wasn't for my good looks. <laughs> it was for how good that hug felt. Hey, where yeah. those two were were straight behind the good hugs, but the good hugs took the trophy <laughs> on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We're going to switch gears to the second part of the show. We call this the nuts and bolts, which are the tactical, practical, tangible things that someone listening can take and immediately apply to their life or situation. And And so the first is, where do you currently focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life each day as of right now? Well, basically, I have a, a list of things that I want to get done. And I uh, each day I try to get one of those things done. You know, I uh, can try. I always try to do the hardest things or the worst things first, get them out of the way. Because then the rest of the time, you know, it now it gets more fun as you go through the day. Um, and I think looking at uh, each day and the problems that come at you as something to be solved rather than to be suffered through. Uh, and I think having an attitude of adapting to change and perseverance uh, is important. You know, because you know things are going to go wrong. So uh, why uh, get upset when they do go wrong? I mean, equip yourself to handle those things and become a problem solver. You know, and uh, I love that. I think, yeah, yeah. In all that and everything that you're up to, what do you say is one of the keys to your success? Adaptability. Adaptability and uh, perseverance. Hmm. You know, I have, I have changed careers actually six times. Uh, we started out as farming. Uh, we were successful in that. Uh, of course, the government changed the rules there. And we went from, uh, you know, pro- massive production to where the interest rates were raised to 18 21%, put a lot of farmers out of business. Then we got into insurance and real estate business, and we were fairly successful at that. But, of course, now we kept getting downsized as the banks leaned on our farm customers. They wanted them under their control. Uh, the Obamacare was really hard on us as insurance agents in the health insurance field. Mm. Um, of course, the landlord and renting business, uh, we did really well with that for a long time. Um, but, again, the raid really kind of brought that to crash and burn um we built houses and uh, did a fair amount of developing in our our little city here i think one of the things that really um, helped cope with all of this is joining multi-level marketing Uh, we were in amway for quite a long time i've been in several of them and i didn't that we made a lot of money i think you know we they're hard to, to do, uh, and I don't think you know the average person, as we know, doesn't make a lot of money on it. But what you do come away with, though, is if you participate in their weekend 
workshops and their events. They always bring in successful people to talk. There's always something to learn. Uh, that's where I met you is through uh, text message marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weekends that you were there and spoke were very informative. Uh, I learned a lot about interaction with people. Uh, I love the one, you know, where you gave the talk about the difference between men and women. And when you want to talk to your wife or, or a woman, uh, you know, to get her attention, you reach over and touch her. Uh, I'd always try to talk to Lana, you know, and she'd just keep on talking. And so I tested that out, Jerry. I reached over and I touched her on the arm and it's just like I turned her off. <laughs> it was amazing, you know. And so I still use that today. We're going down the road and she'll be talking and blabbing, you know, and, and I want to get two cents in. And so I have to reach over and touch her on the arm and she'll stop. And I can say, you know, I have something to say. So uh, I think the... Uh, there's a huge advantage to belonging to a positive groups that way, you know, and reading books. I mean, I've read your dad's books. I've read uh, a, a lot of great books. The, the power of the subconscious mind, I think actually saw, saved my life. Uh, that one I think talks about as being a, doesn't really say it in the book, but being one of God's children, you know, your, your father in heaven wants to bless you and love you just like your real father does. And it's easy for me because my father really loved me. Now, I realize some people don't have that great relationship, but uh, your Lord wants to bless you and he wants to hear from you. You need to thank him for your blessings. And then on the other side, like a small child, ask him for those gifts. Uh, When we were stuck after that raid, I was sitting on a house uh, that we couldn't get sold. I was paying $1,500 a month for 18 months of, I mean, that's taking me down. I mean, this is hard on the cash flow. And in there it said, and then to envisualize, you know, envision the check, envision what you need, <clears throat> and to be uh, real about it. Don't ask for the 195000 that you know you're not going to get. I needed 150, 60 to clear. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we got an offer for 156000 So that, uh, the power of your mind is very important. And the work you do, Jerry, in helping people think through life and understand life and live life and the journey of life is very important. You do very important work. Oh, thank you. Amen. 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 <laughs> I believe That's why we work so hard at it. So we have our yeah. final question. What is one actionable tip that can help others achieve and experience the kind of success in their life that you've experienced in yours? Something they can take away and immediately apply that that might help them do a little better each day. I think define your goal. Define where you want to go. And and then understand their steps to get there. It's like going up a stairs. You can't jump to the top of the steps right away. You need to identify the steps to get there and take them one at a time. That's, I think that's the most important thing is to understand how things are done. They're done a step at a time. Hmm. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. Um, we always call them mile markers, but I like the stairs analogy too. If you're going to go from the top to the bottom, you got to take it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Well, well, sir, 
thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing so much love and life. I loved all the pieces you shared in the beginning of what the world needs more of. Civility, respect, honest and honesty, integrity, discipline, patience, self-respect, and all the way back to, to the deepest part of love and compassion. I certainly <laughs> loved all the stories and adventures you took us on, and thank you f so much for opening up and sharing so much with us. We really, really appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. I hope it's uh, been a benefit and, uh, and uh, interesting, you know. Well, I have, a, I have a page and a half of notes over here, so it's certainly interesting <laughs> from my perspective. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when you first talked about this, I thought, well, you know, how do you put 73 years of life experience in, I say, 30 minutes? And I think, wow, that I'm trying to sort through and find the highlight. But, uh, but well, thank you for thinking of me, and uh, I enjoyed contributing. Of course. And for everyone who's tuning in, thank you for taking the time to tune in. If, if you enjoyed this episode and you know someone who needs to hear it, uh, please share it with them. We believe that sharing is caring, and we like caring people around here, so make sure to share. And, and as always, if you enjoyed the, what you're hearing from episode to episode, make sure to click subscribe on, on iTunes or Google Play, and that way you can get updated each and every time the new episode is released. So we hope you all have an amazing day, and we look forward to seeing you all next episode. Thank you.